I'm Dana Perino. I'm Brian Kilmeade. I'm Shannon Bream, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, November 12, 2020. I'm Trey Yinks. COVID-19 cases are on the rise across the United States with a vaccine possibly just weeks away. More than 62,000 Americans are now hospitalized across the country, and that's higher than the peak of this whole uh, pandemic when we did see hospitals overflowing in New York and Jersey and, and along portions of the East Coast. This is the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. The first day of November, the United States recorded around 76,000 new cases of COVID-19. Today, America saw more than 140,000 new cases of the virus. The sharp increase in numbers is paired with increased hospitalizations and fears that medical systems could soon be overwhelmed. President Trump has yet to implement a nationwide mask mandate, something President-elect Biden says will be one of his first orders of business. With Thanksgiving just two weeks away, Americans may have to hunker down for the holiday season to avoid thousands of further deaths. It's absolutely going in the wrong direction, Uh, Trey. In fact, the data suggests uh, increases now in all 50 states. This is Fox News correspondent Casey Stiegel. Uh, You know, when we were talking about the coronavirus surge back in the summer months, um, you know, ahead of Fourth of July and and, and after Memorial Day and the like, those were sunbelt states. So Texas, Florida, Arizona, California, Louisiana, those those were just hit tremendously hard. Um, While in the Midwest and the like, it wasn't terribly bad. Now it's it's widespread. It's everywhere. And it's sort of a compounding effect as well uh, when it comes to health care because uh, there were surges of, of personnel from other states that came in to the hot spots when we had the surge back in the summer months. Now, uh, with everyone experiencing the issues, uh, there's, there's not enough people to go around. So Ohio, for instance, can't send people to help in Texas uh, because Ohio has its own crisis on its hands. So uh, the resources are stretched very thinly um, and, and you know, the epidemiologist and the infectious disease folks say that it would just get worse as we uh, continue, you know, further going into the summer months when it's colder, more people are spending time indoors, just as this was predicted to do. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like originally there was this plan to slow the community spread of COVID-19 and get things under control, especially before these winter months and the holiday season. Now it seems like it's at a point where people aren't really looking towards ending the second wave, but rather just waiting around for a vaccine or further treatment. Is that accurate? That's accurate. Uh, you know, everyone is, is holding out hope for this vaccine. We've heard good news about the, you know, 90% efficacy of the Pfizer vaccine. But, you know, we realize that um, you know, that, that clearly there's only going to be so much to go around. And, uh, you know, there are countries other than the United States that are also uh, suffering. So n- now there's a large talk in terms of how this is going to be distributed uh, and, and who gets priority and uh, if it's shared by other nations and, and the like. So uh, everyone really is uh, trying to kind of figure this out as they go, because remember, I mean, you know, not since the Spanish flu uh, have we had a problem like this with a disease that is just uh, killing so many people and, uh, and scientists are really racing against the clock to try and find either a cure or at least a vaccine or therapeutics 
so th- this is all uncharted territory here in, in this modern era of, uh, of, of, of trying to keep up with all the curveballs the virus throws at, at, at doctors. Absolutely. It's unpredictable. And even as doctors learn more and more about the virus, it seems like there are certain areas of the population, especially the immunosuppressed, elderly, those with comorbidities, that it's just extremely difficult to treat. I wanted to ask you about the politicization of mask wearing. You've done really extensive reporting about the outbreak of this virus in the United States. And depending on where you are in the U.S., the level of mask mandate changes. And I wanted to ask you how you feel that's going, where you think it's headed, and is this going to complicate things further as you do see a divide in those who are willing to wear masks, especially going into these difficult months ahead? I think that people just have to look at at the data and and the science. Um, People get confused because they say, oh, we're told, you know, X, Y, Z, one month, then it changes the next month. Uh, And there's frustration with that. But in that frustration is also skepticism. So because it's, you know, the, the, the opinions and the, the, the policies seem to, you know, change wildly. Again, I'll point back to the fact that, that there's no um, sort of playbook here and that, that this is the first time in modern history that uh, we've had a virus that is so deadly that is spreading so quickly among the community and the doctors just don't know what to do. The treatment of COVID patients has certainly gotten better and that's why we're not seeing the, the extreme daily death tolls uh, at this point, like we saw with New York City and, and New Jersey, for example, at, at the beginning of it here in the United States. But it, I think that if you follow the science, uh, and, and there are a lot of clinical studies, there's a lot of data out there that is not uh, you know, uh, developed by any kind of an organization with a political leaning. It's just looking at the, the metrics. And the, the science suggests that masks work. And the CDC just came out a few days ago, in fact, and said that the mask wearing or a face, a proper face covering does, in fact, protect the person wearing the mask, which all along we've been told up until now that you're wearing a mask in case you have the virus and you're asymptomatic and you're not exposing the virus to other people. You're keeping it contained to yourself. But now there is Uh, new information from the CDC that says wearing a mask or face covering does in fact protect you as well. So it's a two-way street of protection. And it's interesting because now you're seeing more and more states with Republican governors, uh, more GOP uh, leaders, also just more red states in general that are leaning or implementing these mask mandates now that they are themselves faced with their own outbreaks. I think the politicization of masks in general is is just really unfortunate because uh, this is a public health crisis. It it doesn't matter if you're a Republican, if you're an independent, if you're a, a Democrat, uh, th- this disease does not discriminate, and it, it doesn't matter what what affiliate you lean toward politically. Uh, it's all about lives and the interest of public health. You've been listening to Fox News correspondent Casey Stiegel. We'll be right back. You make a great point that the mixed messaging could confuse many Americans, not just from 
what's coming out of the CDC and the developments, because oftentimes uh, we have to rely on those scientists for the latest and greatest information. I mean, the, uh, that is the, the trust of the public. To ensure our nation's best scientists can operate in a way that they can get out this information to the public in an efficient manner. I think one of the most difficult parts was seeing the actions of the administration, because you had scientists and the CDC saying, you can't gather in groups, you have to wear masks, and you need to socially distance. But then you had the administration holding these gatherings and rallies uh, for the Trump campaign and these sorts of things, and, and even the president sort of mocking his opponent at the time, Joe Biden, about listening to scientists and wearing masks and these sorts of things. So it, it's certainly confusing for the average American who's watching and listening. These things happen in, in real time. When you see By the way, Trey, that, I don't mean to yeah. interrupt, but that, that, that's a trickle-down effect, right? When we were in Tulsa, Oklahoma, covering President Trump's very first return to the campaign trail after the lockdown, uh, and it was his very first showing in Tulsa, and uh, there were a number of supporters on the streets as we were walking down the streets covering the event. Uh, we were wearing masks, and there were a number of people uh, standing in line that were waiting to get into the events, wearing Trump shirts and wearing, um, you know, having Trump uh, merchandise. And, and they would yell out to us on, on the sidewalk, you don't need that, ah, you don't need that, that's not necessary. Um, and, and I just thought it was interesting for you know, someone to feel so strongly about it, uh, to, to yell out and, and, you know, sort of, uh, you know, say that to a, a crew of people, you know, complete strangers uh, walking down the street. And, and again, it just shows that, that it's a, it's a trickle down effect. And then when you have conflicting data, because we're still learning more about the virus each day, when you have conflicting data, it not only confuses people, but I also think that it, it puts a little bit more doubt in people's minds about the legitimacy of the numbers and whether we really know what we're doing or not, whether all of the precautions are in fact necessary. Uh, but the reality of the matter is uh, the daily average of new cases right now, Trey, is, is about 123,000 a day, and that is a, a 69% increase um, from the average just two weeks ago. And what's a, a more important metric to, to observe are hospitalizations. Um, that's another thing the president always says, we have more cases than anywhere in the world because we're testing more people than anywhere in the world. Um, that, that is true in some, some aspects. Um, but the metrics we really look at are hospitalizations and the testing positivity rate within a community. And anything over a 10% positivity rate it shows significant community spread of the disease. And so, you know, you have some of these states uh, in, in the hot zones that are at a positivity rate of 20, 30, 35%. Uh, and so that that has to be put under control. Uh, but but hospitalizations are are going up too, and and more than sixty two thousand Americans are now hospitalized across the country, and that's higher than the peak of this whole uh, pandemic when we did see hospitals overflowing in New York and Jersey and, and along portions of the East Coast. So we've now eclipsed that number, and so uh, that that certainly isn't a good sign. And the the death toll, uh, it, it is going up as well. Uh, the death toll now, the United States averaging about 930 a day. 930, that's, that's every someone's mother, sister, aunt, uh, uncle, father. Uh, and when you consider that the flu, influenza, from the 2018 to 2019 flu season, influenza killed 34,000 people for the whole year. And we haven't even 
made it through 2020. We haven't even gone through a whole year, and this disease has already claimed uh, so many lives. Absolutely, and I think that's why your reporting is so critical amid this outbreak and pandemic, because you're able to cut through a lot of that information and really pull out the numbers that are, A, most important to the people, but also, B, I think, humanize the story in a way. Like you said, each one of these deaths is a family member, and I think oftentimes those numbers get sort of all jumbled together, but when you pull each one out, it's a, it's a story and a life that's lost. Uh, Casey Stiegel, Fox News national correspondent, joining us today on the Fox News Rundown podcast. Casey, thank you for your time. Thanks, Trey. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.